Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed, and this particular episode of Force Center is one of our deep dives. We're going to deep dive into the factions of the galaxy. What does that mean? It just means all the different ways that we break down the kinds of characters we meet in Star Wars and all that great stuff. So we're going to have some fun doing that. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Napsok, and this one's going to go back into the playgrounds of our minds. Star Wars fans, all the way up to the modern day. I can't wait for this one, Joseph. It's it's like base-level Star Wars discussion. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to hear your insights, because sometimes, you know, especially when we're talking about news, some things come up, I can kind of know, like, yeah, I think this is what uh, Ken's going to think. There's some of these questions 
It's a great Ooh. mystery. Some of them, I, I'm pretty sure what you're what you're going to think, but others, I do not know, and I'm excited to find out. Uh, but as always, we want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week, we are recommending A Test of Courage by Justina Ireland, a great High Republic book. To download your free audiobook today, you can go to audibletrial.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audiobook. And Ken, we have another offer, right? We are not done with the offers. Inside Editions, publisher of a ton of great Star Wars books, is offering 35% off across their entire website with a special Force Center code. To get your discount, enter the coupon code FC35, FC35, or visit the website with this link, insideeditions.com slash discount slash FC35. This week, we're recommending the Inside Editions book, The Lightsaber Collection, which we did on Tuesday's show. And we admitted that, hey, maybe we didn't change the note, but we also so love the book. We're going to keep recommending it. (laughs) And there's also a lot of other Star Wars books on there. Uh, We'll highlight those as well. So check it all out and use that coupon code or coupon code, depending on how you say it, FC35. Joseph, (laughs) uh, we love their work. They're happy to support them as they support us. Exactly. We're very happy to support them and happy to support either pronunciation of uh, that particular C word. Uh, not even going to say it because I, I always decide about halfway through the word which way I'm going to say it. And by then it's too late. And I've just said a third word that has no relation to the first word. Anyway, let's talk not about factions of that word, but factions of the galaxy. So here's my controversial statement. There are many different kinds of characters in Star Wars. <laughs> uh, so that's really what this is about, though, is is kind of how do we think about who a character is affiliated with? Because so, sometimes a character is divided by their affiliation during a war or sometimes by their profession or even sometimes their attitude toward the galaxy. And these factions, I think, can be important to Star Wars fans because they're a way to discuss what parts of the stories we're most interested in. Are, are you are you all about the pilots? Are you all about the force users? Are you all about the bounty hunters? Or do you wish there were more politicians? All that kind of stuff. And it can inform what kind of merch we want, uh, what era uh, or eras of Star Wars we like and want to see more of, and just what we want to see more of in general. I think they can also be, you know, an expression of the story expanding. I'm sure you and I are going to touch on this a lot, Ken, but when we were kids growing up with the original trilogy, there were a lot fewer factions <laughs> to listen yeah. uh, to list when it comes to, to Star Wars. And in a way that that's the way we thought of it because there were so few that we saw on screen in those first three films uh, that got highlighted. Uh, and I think the labels, it's also really interesting for me to discuss faction because those labels can be really helpful, but they can also be limiting. So it is great to be thinking about what does that mean uh, to us in the real world and what does that mean in the galaxy sometimes when a, one character kind of does try to limit another character by labeling them of you're just this oh you're a jedi oh you're a scavenger oh you know you're a clone and all of the sort of meaning will be put into their you know quote unquote faction and that's a part of the storytelling so it's interesting from that perspective as well uh of course uh, is will also discuss a lot of these factions, characters uh, could be a part of many, many of these factions. So with all that preamble, uh, I want to dive in with the big picture, Ken. What are your big picture thoughts uh, on this idea of factions? Do you find them a helpful way to look at Star Wars or are they too limiting somewhere in between? Where does your mind go? 
I think now present day, uh, too limiting, but deliciously fun, especially the list you provided here. You talked about, uh, you know, youth, and this is going to come up a lot. And when I said base level earlier, I didn't mean like in terms of discussion, <laughs> but just like the building block uh, foundations of your Star Wars love. There were there were two factions growing up for me, Rebels or Imperial. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. But, and, and, and the confusion of like, what I mean there is like, Luke was a rebel, Jedi are rebels. Duh. Han was a rebel. I didn't care that he didn't really join the rebel lines until he told uh, Leia he was a general on Endor. You know, I didn't, I didn't none of that mattered. Rebels, em, empire. <laughs> that was it. Um, but uh, is it a helpful way? It is to just, when you're trying to look at people's perspectives on the galaxy and the story, this long list, you got pilots, bartenders, all those kind of things. Like, it's 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 really thorough when you're just like it's not necessarily bartender it's yeah you know, a working class guy who might have uh you know survived the clone war uh with his family and now he's got a certain view on droids you know like <laughs> it's helpful in that sense but also like anything like any labels limiting yeah yeah i think that's what uh at first i was just like let's discuss you know who we want to see more of but then as i kept you know writing all these questions and thinking about them i was like that's kind of what i'm fascinated about is there is this undeniable thing, I think, in uh, the way that that we humans process things is we sometimes need a simple label, right? Uh, like, or, or how how can you simplify the idea so it can be easily communicated? And then once you get into the idea, then you get into the complexity. You know, it's sometimes I go on about tip of the iceberg storytelling or like uh, being in Hollywood and needing to pitch a story. You need you need that elevator pitch, that 15 seconds that gets to the core of what it is. Uh, and, and often that's hard as a writer because you're like, I wrote this whole story and it's about 27 things and you need to know this detail. And that's that complexity is the truth of the thing. But in order to make that idea sort of portable and quick to communicate to other people, you need this very short way to capture the idea. And to me, that's a little bit of what the factions are about is they're valuable because if you're just having a conversation with a Star Wars fan, you say, fan, you say yeah. bounty hunter, everybody knows what we're talking about and, right. and we're on the same page. But like as the story develops, yeah, there's a lot of different bounty hunters. There's just total vile scum who love to hunt and for money. And then there are bounty hunters who will take certain kind of jobs, but not others. Or there are you know, people who have been a part of the guild and people who aren't and like all, all sorts of complexity once you get into it. But you yeah. start with that that basic idea. Absolutely. The, the point is what uh, there are layers to Embo and we need to discover them. He's a complicated. <laughs> that, that's my entire point of this episode. Let's get into <laughs> Embo's layers. He's more than a cool hat, kids. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. So uh, I think also part of this uh, did come from uh, when we were kids to me, you know, you you really liked the the war. Right. So you did. You focused <laughs> on rebels and imperials. And like yeah. to me, it was like you're a rebel. You're an imperial. Uh, you were a Jedi or a bounty hunter. Like those were the, the bounty hunter was the like, you know, it's not just <laughs> the rebellion and the empire. There's a third faction who's mostly with the empire, you know, but they're, they're different, you know, uh, and it's exploded so much. Well, I, if we were on the playground in 1983, I would have been like, no, Joseph, a Boba Fett works at the empire. I read <laughs> my friend who read Starscape. Yeah, it would have been great. Depression. That's not what Starlog says. Yeah. Starlog, so, yeah. Here is my attempt to list many, but not all of the factions in Star Wars. And, and I'm just going to say, like, this is, you could look at this thousands of different ways. So this is not a complete list. This is a subjective list from my attempt to kind of wrestle with what are all the kind of big picture labels that we could put on characters that we spend time with in Star Wars. So here we go. 
Jedi, Sith, Force user in general, e Rebel, uh, Imperial, uh, Resistance fighter, First Order, a Trooper in particular, a Separatist, a Clone, a Military Leader, Pilot, a Crime Lord, Bounty Hunter, Smuggler, Scoundrel, which was one of my favorites, Droid, Scavenger, Politician, Skilled Worker, Pod Racer, Bartender, Day Drinker, and Entertainer. Sounds like a Star Wars dating app. Is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Swipe and left on scoundrels, all right? Swipe left on scoundrels. Uh, go for uh, go for the day drinkers. I just had to add day drinkers. I didn't want to disrespect uh, Big Al and the various people we see hanging out in the cantina. And mm-hmm. you know, still up for debate. Who all is that in Jabba's palace? Because when yeah. I was a kid, like they're all bounty hunters, right? And then when I watch as an adult, like those people don't seem busy. Those, like Boba Fett might he, fine. He's taking a, a break in between gigs or waiting for the next one or whatever. But mm-hmm. you know, I know there's old tales of the bounty hunters book in legends, but like you watch it nowadays. Like when I was a kid, I had my Reese action figure. Reese was a, a bounty hunter. And now it's like, I think that guy's just hanging out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. That's what I'm saying. And to me, I'm saying it's, it all funneled into <laughs> rebels or empire. They were all, they all had a place in the organization for me. I totally, totally know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, and then skilled worker for me, that was like a big grab bag because I think we're seeing more and more of these characters come to prominence. Uh, I would, you know, Rose is definitely a resistance fighter, but that was kind of, that's some of the, the charm of her characters that she's, you know, an engineer, she's a techie. She has a, a real skilled, uh, profession and she chose to, you know, use those skills in service of this cause or somebody like Quill who is really just like, I am, you know, I'm skilled with my hands and I was, you know, enslaved by the empire for it. But now I have built my own life out of, you know, my specific skills. So I feel like that, you know, is a faction that's kind of getting a little bit more, uh, uh, oh, peep it. is a skilled worker, a little bit more of their day in the sun. Um, what, what do you feel like, uh, I missed or, or where does your mind go when you read that list? No, I think, I mean, I think you, you, you really did it all here. This is a great, how long did this take you? Did you just watch, did you watch all movies this weekend? No, um, no, this is inner. I mean, you even got entertainers. I mean, day drinkers, I guess you could put night drinkers, night bartenders. <laughs> Come on. Um, no, no, this is great. This is a, this is a great list. Love it. Uh, cool. Cool. Yeah. I, the thing that I realized that I should have added, uh, is a uh, spy because we're going to see that more with Andor, and that's a particular uh, new kind of, of focus. Uh, and again, yeah, he's rebel. You can call him a uh, separatist at one point. You can call him uh, lots of things. I also realized I kind of left out, uh, I'm trying to think of the right way to say it, uh, corporatists, <laughs> uh, like Newt Gunray, right? Yes. Hey, look, maybe, okay, maybe I, I think it's like scientist, doctor. There's some mad scientists. There's some good mm. Yes. Yes, we do. Ha- yeah. And I would put like, yeah, some of the like the Sith uh, droid that's uh, working on Anakin. <laughs> it's a droid, but also a little bit of a of a mad scientist, maybe. Uh, do you do in, when when I sent this list over to you, were there any that you were like, "Ooh, I hadn't thought about that or I want to see, uh, you know, do you have any emotional reaction to anything in specific? 
Uh, I mean, day drinker, I just smiled and went, <laughs> yep, that's been me the last uh, 2020 into now. Uh, yeah, no, no, all, all good. And, and just maybe it, it made me laugh. I keep going back to, you know, growing up thinking, that, yeah, they're basically two. And again, I know there's bounty hunters and Jedi, but I'm talking seven years old. You couldn't convince me that those five bounty hunters, they're on the Imperial Star Story because they were down there in the break room waiting. I don't need new stories to tell me otherwise. Um, no, I, I just laugh because it, it, it's... Um, you know, resistance fighter versus pilot. Yeah, there's a difference. They hang out in different circles and have different points of view on their accomplishments in the war. So uh, all that stuff, it's, it's a great list. Awesome, awesome. Well, let's get into this. We've talked about our childhood a little bit. And what faction did you gravitate to as a kid? And how, how and when did it start to change uh, which factions you gravitate toward? Yeah, sure. So jokes aside about Rebel Imperial, even then a, a scoundrel, uh, because I'm such a Han guy, but I never, I'm not Han on the surface. I'm not. Um, and, and so it turns out I'm a grumpy old Han at the beginning who, uh, probably is more good hearted than I want to be. At <laughs> it's weird to tell people. You resent uh, your own heart of gold. God bless it. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I, I there was something cause it was something I couldn't be. Uh, Luke's inspiring and, and, and Leia was inspiring as well. And I loved Leia and loved Luke and, but I, I, but I liked Lando too and Lando and Han, man, uh, they kind of have that uh, vibe. And it was always like, I wish, I wish I could be, I was the quiet kid in the back to class. I, I am, I am a, not a class clown. I'm the one who studied the humor of the class clown and said, I can do that better. Um, that's me. And so I looked at them and, 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 and considered that again, considered Han from the beginning part of the Rebel Alliance. You know, the moment he to me, the moment he picks up Luke, he's he's fighting the war. Uh, all the details <laughs> uh, come to me later on in life. Um, not too much later, but later on. Um, so yeah, I'll go scoundrel. The yeah, cool, trying to be cool. Yeah, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And the the reason that I gravitate towards scoundrel is it's just it's fascinating to me the way these ideas get can get kind of built up like han is this character we know him but then when we meet lando and empire strikes back there's just lots of actual lines of sort of grouping han and lando together under this specific umbrella like well at that point you know han had been a smuggler you know that's another kind of label uh and he now he's he's a, a member of the rebellion uh but he's also a scoundrel. And here's Lando, who's like, oh, well, he's the Baron Administrator. He's a successful businessman. But what connects them is they're scoundrels, which is like, it's so great to know that, uh, you know, there are people going around inside the Star Wars galaxy going, yeah, maybe maybe you're a rebel fighter. Maybe you're a, a pilot. Maybe you're a smuggler. Maybe you're a bounty hunter. But there's a specific class of you <laughs> mm-hmm. that are bound together by being scoundrels which suggests this sort of like you are really charming you are really lovable but you are kind of out for yourself ultimately yeah 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 the the the, that scoundrel shrug i love it yeah yeah and so i think i liked the idea of that that could be a group of people as scoundrels (laughs) and that i would have liked to be a scoundrel but i did not think it was possible for me to be a scoundrel so i really really uh gravitated toward uh toward the jedi um, in the force users, I think just that idea of being connected to something larger and the, the, you know, fantasy slash analogy of using that kind of power like Luke could and Yoda and, and Obi-Wan and, and wanting to know more about this, a mysterious lightsaber wielding, uh, you know, weird characters 
really was what fired my imagination the most. I feel like Scoundrel felt achievable <laughs> uh, in yeah. the real world by others. Yeah. I couldn't achieve Scoundrel, but Scoundrel felt achievable. Like, yeah, you could you could get a cool beat up old car and you could kind of be Han Solo in real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, try as I might, I could not lift anything with my mind and, and quite be uh, Luke Skywalker. So I think that's the way I processed it uh, as a kid. And then I think as I got a little older and was, you know, really interested in like, who's cool, who, who who's mysterious and weird. I really, really started to think, you know, bounty hunters were cool. And like, we got the war between the Empire and the Rebellion. And what I really want to see more is a bunch of Jedi. And I want to see a bunch of bounty hunters. So uh, as I grew older, I got more into, into the bounty hunter faction. Interesting. Bounty hunters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so... As we get older and and our opinions about these characters uh, or kind of character classes change, for you, has there been like a specific moment, a character or a story that has made you more interested in a a kind of character that you weren't interested in before? Yeah, yeah. You know, and and I don't necessarily feel this is a class you missed because it's just a a name that pops up, but Marauders, uh, the Riders, right? I, I, in a way, you could tie them into um, um, resistance fighters, scoundrel. It's it's a weird combination of all of them, right? But I, I love what it represents, and I'm more and more, even to this day, moved by the the brief moments, all too brief moments we get with Emphis Nest and, and and the Cloud Riders of just like her taking off that helmet's huge to me because it, it's just this like it, it, it's. It's it's a bigger movement. It's bigger than me, and and I need you to know who I am, and I need to just have a drink uh, because this is enough, man, enough. And I I I become interested in in more of that story and how it ties into the rebellion, right? Mm-hmm. And how the rebellion ends up being this really militaristic operation, and I love my Radices and I love my Andors and Leias and Mothmas, all those characters. I love uh, the grassroots kind of, kind of a approach, which um, I think Rise of Skywalker ties into it. Just like, let's bring it back to that. The all must rise up. And, and so there's something I like about that. Uh, and as, as a kid, just, almost in the same regard, just seeing that scoundrel Han in front of the bunker, uh, uh, you know, taking laser blasts and Leia's shot and R2 shot and just making this final stand. I was drawn in by that as well, which made me a... Um, started to realize that what Han was about or what he could be about or should be about, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, Marauders, Pirates, that's that's growing as a uh, as a faction. I think that is a big one that I missed. So thank you for bringing it up. And I love, that's the power of uh, Enfys Nest, right? That's even set up because th- this is that the kind of thing I was talking about, that that in-world way that these factions get used. Like it's it's we can look at it from the outside is when we were kids, rebel, imperial, Jedi bounty hunters, where you divided up your action figures because <laughs> you didn't have a hair to have a bartender section yet as an action figure. But in world, some of these terms have meaning. And the, I love the way it's presented in solo of like, they're just marauders. And we all know what that means that, that in, in galaxy of like, they're, you know, they yeah. just swoop in and take things. They're not even, you know, they're not even part of like a organized crime gang. They're not bounty hunters who are going out on assignments. They're just swooping in and taking what they want, allegedly. And yeah. the fact that everybody has that that view that's based on that faction is what gives it weight. When Enfys Ness is like, no, I'm kind of undefinable. I'm a rebel. Um, but you don't really have a, 
but you don't see that yet, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not marauding. I'm not taking things like uh, like the characters were being introduced to in High Republic uh, because I want more. I'm taking things uh, for yeah. a, a purpose, and I'm not a part of an organized, you know, group yet. Yeah, I don't have a rank. You know, I don't report to Crix Maidine, uh, <laughs> which timeline wind us. I know she couldn't yet. Anyway, uh, yeah. but I think that that's a great example of where leaning into these factions in the story can give them power mm-hmm. because a character can reveal, I'm not who you think I am based on my label. Yeah. Uh, bigger purpose, more of the story. I'm un- unveiling it back when you, you know, uh, again, going as a seven year old going, Oh, Han is, Han is more about the money. Leia was right. Was <laughs> that for me? Yeah. Yeah. I think for myself, uh, a couple examples of this is, um, I think, you know, watching the Clone Wars animated series was a great way for me to get more interested in the, in the troopers, uh, because that was about, really giving a face to the clones. They all had the same face, but they were not all the same. Uh, You know, I love the Stormtroopers aesthetically. Uh, You know, they both terrified and delighted me. I, you know, loved them as a, as a kid, Uh, but they were, they were the, the symbol of this, you know, uh, just faceless, you know, endless wall of, of evil from the empire. That's how they enforced it. And the way the clones are handled in, the prequels, we get a little bit of that sort of humanity between uh, Cody and Obi-Wan. We get the the shock and the trauma of the clones right. turning on the Jedi. But like, especially at the end of Attack of the Clones, that shot that you and I both like, that we've talked about a lot, that really presents them as they're a symbol of war. They're a symbol that Palpatine's manipulation succeeded. And there's this just faceless army that's going to mm-hmm. go out in the galaxy. And, and there's going to be, you know, more and more conflict uh because of this so i think for me for the the clone wars animated series to really get to see uh their perspective get to see their diversity you know mm-hmm. uh, i really like echo i'm excited to to see the bad batch uh and i think back in the day if you had pitched me a show like bad batch would be like I don't know. I'm not. I, I'm not that into the into the troopers. Right. Uh, but now I'm so excited for it because we spent time with that character, those kinds of characters, and gave them life. I really love what you're saying because I I'm someone who's who loves you know I go on and on about I love that look of a biker scout. I love Hoth snow troopers and even in, I, I mentioned like, GI Joe. I love Cobra soldiers. They're just the best. I love every design. They're not the good guys, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know them on an individual basis. And I think that carried over a little bit into my love of Star Wars and particularly with uh, the start of the Clone Wars animated series. I, I'm right there with you on that, where uh, even now in our rewatch, you're looking back and going, oh, these were these were much more effectively used than even I remembered or give it credit for in the beginning of of uh, they are both, uh, uh, you know, faceless uh, soldiers, but also individuals that you can tell. The, the story, the story of war in Star Wars and what it affects. Uh, one of the great tools to, to tell that story. So I, I think uh, that's a great answer. A great look at the Clone Wars changing the view on trooper class. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, another one for me is is pilots. I've, I've always liked the space battles. But, you know, the movies, you know, you, you get your wedge, you get your uh, Zev Sineska, uh, you get your, uh, your complaints from uh, Hobby. But um, I never read those books. Um, I played the Rogue Squadron game, and that was mostly Luke and Wedge. So it was more like I like the idea of flight and space battles, but it was a lot of it was a lot of staying attached to Luke and and Wedge. And I know other people have just loved pilots. Like that's why they're 
that's one of their big Star Wars things. It's such a great reaction uh, to the the Squadrons video game. Um, You know, but the Alphabet Squadrons book, uh, Alphabet Squadron books really made me more excited for pilots because I think it was Mm -hmm. able, again, to just, for me, like give them diversity Mm -hmm. of of the kinds of characters. And even though the, uh, the, you know, we sometimes talk so about the books being, you know, a little bit longer and having, you know, a lot of characters, a lot of things we're tracking. Um, but I really think fondly about the individual characters and how different they are. And it's the, those descriptions of what it is like to be in the cockpit and what flight means to different characters based on their different cultures. Like while Lark, Lark by himself, like yeah. made me into like a, yeah, no, I'm a pilot guy. Now I'm excited. Uh, you know, that the next big movie is is Rogue Squadron because I've seen the potential now. It's a, yeah, so Alex Damon just texted me. He, did, he just felt it. He just he just was like, they're talking pilot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't, because I didn't, um, I didn't grow up with the, uh, you know, I, I wasn't allowed to see Top Gun. I had open mouth kissing. I couldn't see it. Uh, it was banned from, from my <laughs> um, But, so I just didn't take to, you know, that need for speed. I'm also a very cautious kid. I rode my bike slowly. Um, so I think that just kind of lent itself. I, I didn't pay attention. And Luke and I didn't see Luke as a pilot, even though he he was, and his father was a great pilot, and Luke was a great pilot. I, I saw him as a Jedi, obviously, and I like Wedge Infinite. But yeah, Alphabet Squadron, or even just hanging around someone like Alex Damon, who loves bigs and fighter pilots, and is so excited about squadrons, it just kind of makes you appreciate them and what they can do and tell the stories. Um, Death defined. There's they're, they're they're risking their life every time they get up there. I know one F-18 pilot recently retired from the Marines. I know one in my life, uh, and he's a special breed. <laughs> you know, he's uh, he is Top Gun. Um, and so, but but exploring even that um, confidence, uh, going into arrogance over who they are as their own faction is interesting to me as well, and and how they're still fighting for good or they're fighting for bad. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm with you too. More pilots in my life, I guess. <laughs> More pilots. Yeah. So that, for me, a couple of examples of specific storytelling that then makes uh, what was just an idea of like, yeah, they're pilots in Star Wars into something that's a little bit more exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for you, do you have favorite examples of a character who is really many of these things? Like, as we're saying again and again, these mm-hmm. labels uh, can be limiting. Wu Hair might be many things, uh, but we just saw him as a bartender. But then there are other characters like Luke Skywalker. He's a Jedi. He's a rebel. He's a pilot. He's lo- he's a military leader. He's lots of different things. And we we know that. What are other characters who fit into lots of different uh, ideas of who they are? I think that going back to, to the youth, the, the first one that, that really kind of I saw in that way, because, yeah, you're right. Luke Luke's got a lot of check marks there. But I'll say this, Leia, I, I've, I grew up viewing like a lot of people. You read that opening crawl of episode four. Like, oh, she's the leader of the Rebel Alliance. Now there's some truth to that, but also there's many more people with her in the in the command center, so to speak. <laughs> but to see her as a leader who had a blaster in her hand, who was running around, who was on the ground, uh fighting them, and also to eventually see her as uh, oh, she kind of started as a politician. Even in my youth, it was uh, she was a multi-hyphenate that just uh like you can go anywhere. Uh, in this story and you're all in on the fight and and that one went home uh you know sunk in a little earlier than any other character um because it just was it was palpable she was a she was also a princess and that that, royalty could be another faction (laughs) oh yeah i guess royalty yeah right but yeah you know what i mean like growing up with that that word and 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 growing up in an era where 
you know, in the height of uh, or part of the, that princess culture that, you know, you, you, you know the, it's the damsel up in the tower needing to put her hair down. Right. And, and Leia was not that for all, you know, um, some little flaws here and there in the writing of the character or whatever from George, you know, it, it, it's of its time, but it's also not. And it's also who Carrie Fisher is and, and what she brought in the role. I saw all of that kind of explode out um, it, 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 for me. Princess with the blaster, uh, politician on the ground. Uh, leader in the front. I, I really took that home early on. Yeah, no, I think that's really well said that we do see get to see her wearing uh, many hats uh, as she really uh, pursues her mission to free the galaxy. Uh, a couple that jumped out to me because it, it almost feels like there is, um, it, it's such a part of their character, their journey. Um, uh, but Asajj Ventress came to mind that Ooh, yeah. a part of her story is trying to figure out uh you know, where she belongs. She, uh, Asajj, spoilers, uh, you know, she she's, uh, trains, uh, you know, from a Jedi that she meets, right? But then she's gets yeah. um, taken in by Dooku, and she's not really a full Sith, but she's definitely a, a dark side force user. She's definitely a military leader. Uh, she is definitely on the side of the Separatists, uh, more so, I think, on the side against Jedi than any actual, like, Yes, I've read the separatist, uh, you know, mission statement. I'm all on board, but like, uh, so she's she's definitely on that side of the war, but it, you know, not that not entirely because she believes in all those different things. And then when when all of those things sort of fall apart, you know, she becomes a bounty hunter for a little while. But she is a oh. bounty hunter with like her own rules. Who, who's going to do what she's going to do? Uh, I would uh, say that she, I can definitely slot Asajj into the the scoundrel <laughs> yeah. role of, you know, a charming, charismatic, might not have, you're really drawn to her, but you might not have, she might not have your your best interest at heart, the exact same way Han and Lando uh, yeah. could have that vibe. You know, so there's just a lot uh, going on with Asajj, and I feel like a part of her story is, who do I want to be? Where do I fit in? Beautiful answer, beautiful and master and apprentice, or you know, two more sub factions, I guess you could say, right? Uh, yeah, you're saying here, uh, yeah, that's a fact because uh, you almost you could you could write a, a Star Wars biography on Asajj Ventures called the uh, Asajj, uh, no title can contain me. Uh, and, <laughs> she herself tries to work through it, like you just excellently said, but that she's a fascinating character. We we do love her here, and 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 probably a character that um, is very popular, but uh, I think deserves more due. Uh, just what. I didn't think about it down to the bounty hunter and, you know, obviously I'm aware of, of her story, but just like she moves through the factions pretty well more than any other character and feels the weight of each title feels the weight of each name as she searches. That's powerful stuff there. Ah, see good stuff. You got me thinking about something I hadn't thought about before today. Nice. Nice. Uh, my other selection was a uh, rail Avaros who I think is a Jedi and a day drinker. <laughs> Good old uh, rail. I'd take more of that. Um, that's the one. What is a, what's an overlap that you haven't seen that you'd like to, that it's almost this fun game of just going through the list and playing, you know, a mix and match or like a, yeah, no, I need a droid politician. Where do you, what sounds interesting to you of kind of a, a combination of ideas of identities that we haven't seen yet? I, we kind of got it. Um, uh, I'll say Jedi and Cook, which is Porter Engel from uh, High Republic. <laughs> I kind of want that, um, but I I wouldn't. Uh, I don't. Oh man, it is really just you're looking at it. You're looking at a cross between the two. 
uh, it, could there could it be like skilled worker in Jedi, a Jedi who's like, I I I'm gonna throw off all of these the the Jedi order. I'm gonna go open up uh, you know, a small business. Uh me and old people are gonna clean and I'm gonna change the galaxy one floor at a time. <laughs> no, I like this. I mean, because I am really intrigued by we get to hear little bits and pieces of this. It's like not at every Jedi go out uh, on the field on missions. You're, you know, I think Jocasta knew is that right. That she's an archivist. She's a librarian. Uh, and how many other Jedi are there like that who are like, no, I, I'm a Jedi engineer. Like I design yeah. things. I build things. I, you know, I fix things. Um, get a little bit of that uh, with uh, some Lego stories, but <laughs> that's yeah. a whole different thing. Uh, yeah, I think that's great. I love that. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm I'm joking a little bit, but also in the seriousness of just like someone who would just be like, look, I know that name, that title Jedi causes some opinions, and I'm I'm that way, but I'm gonna I'm gonna rub elbows with those I'm supposed to protect a little bit more, and see how I can influence and help on that level, you know, while running a dry cleaning business. Yeah, no, I like that. I that's fascinating to have a Jedi who would kind of take on some of uh, some ideas that I think uh, Ahsoka really stands for of you know go through life and help who needs help uh and that idea of like i'm gonna run a, a dry cleaning business and i'm not gonna go running across the galaxy to get involved in something but if there's a problem outside my dry cleaning business i'm sure it's <laughs> not getting involved <laughs> you know and again i know it overall is kind of silly but i i see something there yeah but i mean that's that's the thing is an idea that initially sounds silly can really become have have depth and be fascinating in star wars because it that's star true. wars has this elasticity between the depth and absurdity i think um yeah i'm really intrigued by uh the, the one of the characters who's being described for kevin scott's uh, high republic novel that hasn't come out yet which mm. is with a sort of a, a a jedi maybe with that's a blade for hire is that like you know yes. kind of the ultimate i think from from maybe people my age is our age's dream come true of a Jedi bounty hunter. <laughs> Could it be? Could it be like Boba Fett meets Luke Skywalker? What would that be like? I I'm very intrigued by that, and that's uh, yeah, because because it's like I don't quite know. Like, did this uh, character leave the order? Not want to be part of the order? Was never invited in the order? Like, ah, there's so much there. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, we've definitely seen that. Like with Asajj, with a Force user, you know, turning to that, and I, I think uh, there's much more to be to be explored there uh, the entertainers you know in star wars are always the you know background characters everything uh from max rebo to uh, my beloved lulilo primak uh that weirdo in solo um and i know in some of the comic books they've done some bigger arcs with this i was reading one of the star wars arcs where uh the the rebellion gets an assist from an, an actor who is also maybe maybe dabbling a little bit in, in being a spy but uh i think just because of my own uh, life background in the arts, uh, live performance. I'm so interested in, you know, a, a Max Rebo uh, figure. Um, what if they're, what, what is, what is their other, the other part of their life? You know, an, an entertainer slash uh, spy or, you know, an entertainer slash <laughs> bounty hunter <laughs> or, you know, or a Jedi who just believes like, no, a part of the light side is uh, entertaining people, <laughs> spreading joy. Yeah, well, you talk about spies and Andor series and what the potential of that. What, you know, I'm not saying this is in that series or it needed to be that series, but what you're describing, it, it's, um, I don't know, it's World War II like to me to, to just kind of speak in general terms of, I'm a crooner and I got to get some messages to the empire or for, to the, from the empire to the rebels. You know, like that's some cool stuff there. 
Yeah, and I mean, uh, in all the many Star Wars comic books and in books, you know, I have not read them all. I, I'm sure there is more stuff like this, but there is yeah. that real power to that of, you know, even in in real life, it has changed. But like back in the day, you know, I'm a, a big fan of uh, uh, Sinatra and, and Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis and that era of entertainment. And you read those biographies and like, yeah, no, we uh, we worked for mobsters because that's that's who owned yeah. the clubs. So we had to. <laughs> so depending on, you know, which uh, era of Star Wars you go to, you know, somebody who's just like grows up on, you know, Gleon Psalm and like, I love music. and like, great. You work for Jabba now. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. way it is, because that's who controls things. Like what? What is the? That's a really interesting story to me. Of well, what else? I'm in the back rooms with these guys, these real crime lords making things happen. You know? Oh yeah. What yeah. do I do with that? Imagine like Ula, you know, like Ula, you know, uh, uh, telling, uh, you know, giving some some information to the rebels, you know, Luke or something like that. Yeah, I, I love that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's the the uh, the Cy Snoodles episode of of Clone Wars dives into that a little bit. So very yeah. interested oh. in all that. Yeah. Um, so you've mentioned video games and mm -hmm. we've usually got factions in video games that are like the force user or the bounty hunter or the pilot or you know, the trooper, which makes sense. They're the characters who are built for action, right? To, to you know, do things that uh, that one wants to do in a video game. But what kind of uh, what kind of these factions do you want to see in future video games? We've got that open world game that has been announced, but we don't know anything about it. And there's a lot of discussion of, look, Ooh, what, what kind of character, what do you want to see in a video game that you haven't seen before? I would love to play around the, with the idea of starting out as just a regular old denizen of the galaxy. Maybe you are a bartender. I don't know why I'm going to, uh, the Opipits, Opipits and Wuhers of the galaxy, <laughs> but maybe you do own a restaurant. Maybe you do. And then you start seeing the state of the galaxy and you start getting involved or, uh, you're forced to get involved or bad things happen. You've got to, you know, I'm not saying you're Liam Neeson going out on taken revenge. I'm just saying like, start at that level. You don't have a great calling. You are not royalty. You are on the ground. You, you are in the galaxy and part of it and stuff is happening in the galaxy. And what do you do? What are the choices you make along the way as, uh, um, you get uh, higher up or maybe uh, lower, depending on your morality, I guess, you know, um, like you can Red Dead Redemption. I uh, love making choices. Do I punch the guy or ask him to go away? What do I do today? Uh, if you could do that in, uh, in a Star Wars video game, I, I'd be interested in that. Yeah, I really like that. I think there's something really powerful about that because of these uh, narrative video games, you know, get so much power from mm -hmm. uh, relating to the journey of the character. And if it starts with sort of like, yeah. some sort of every person in the galaxy and like, well, yeah, it's a dangerous galaxy. So I, I've got a blaster on my hip. I have fired it once, you know, but I'm right. not like Mr. Mr. Gunplay. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a blaster slinger. Uh, yeah. But whatever happens in a personal life or somebody gives you a mission that you have to become, you know, a bit of a warrior uh, like right. uh, you find in video games. That'd be really cool. Um, I'd also love that from the like the smuggler thing. We always we hear that about Han, but that seems like a fun way to start a mission too. Of like, at first I, I'm not involved in a bunch of you know nefarious stuff or you know big wars. I'm just trying to take uh, things you know illegal things from one part of the galaxy to the next. But I get all all cut up in this. That would be really cool to me too. Yeah, yeah, and again, it's an, it's unfolding in front of you. What are you going to do? It's a, you you and I talked about uh, when they announced the open world game this version of the open world game of, of the choices are so key to star Wars. 
Yeah, yeah. And I do like the game that you have pitched many times about uh, being a manager, a sports figure for uh, the the pod racers. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes. Thank you for humoring me. But no, yeah, I'll play with you. you but look, come on. You'd want to manage Team Toe Flaggies. Oh, yeah. I want to manage Team Toe. Yeah, yeah, team. I can get Team Toe. I can turn things around for poor Team Toe. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in any sort of any of those kind of management games are fun to me, too. And that would be an interesting idea to have a way to approach politics in Star Wars of, you know, having a sort of, you know, resource management game from a political perspective would be cool, too. I mean, are you saying you want a video game where you run for office, you get campaign, you got to help the galaxy? I mean, because now I want that, too. Yeah, no, I mean, if you just set it in a random era and it's just like, you're the chancellor and you get you, there's a problem here. Do you send Jedi? Do you do this? You know, but, oh, you could resolve that problem, but then you'll, you'll lose favor with this faction of the government. <laughs> okay. I, like I don't know why that sounds fun to play right now, but for some reason it does. I, I'm, I'm there for it. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll release our collective video games as a double-sided uh, video game feature. That's right. Flip the disc. Just mm -hmm. like the old DVDs. Uh, so those are some kind of a, a big picture look at uh, some of the factions. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to dive into uh, the in individual factions. Not all of them, because you heard the list. It would be an 87 hour long podcast. We're going to dive into the sections and talk a little bit more about what we, who are our favorites and what we hope to see in future Star Wars storytelling. We will be right back. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Four Center friends. Make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Four Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at JenniferLanda and on TikTok as JenniferLanda1138. Looking at factions in Star Wars, how they help us understand characters, how they limit characters, how they help us express what we're excited to see in Star Wars. We're going to dive in. Kind of had that long list, but uh, I also tried to kind of group that list into (laughs) larger labels. Uh, So we're going to start here. We have our Jedi, our Sith, our General Force user. That, That is a pretty big umbrella. Do you have uh, favorite examples of those characters? And what more do you want to see from that kind of major faction of Star Wars? Yeah, I was going to say, let me give you some examples. Uh, I love the work Palpatine was doing. Really good, solid work. Uh, up and down. Great, <laughs> great Sith. Uh, you know, um, I, I love this. this is, uh, you know, I love Luke Skywalker. I love the story. I love the complete version. I love that we get to see the beginning, the end, and now we get a little bit more in the middle, including great heroic moments or the fair questions of you didn't ask Din at all about what he's fighting for. Nothing. Okay. These are all wonderful things. And part of the story of, of, uh, of the Jedi. He's the last Jedi. He's the one many of us grew up with. He's the one that many of us uh, got introduced to. He's uh, one that a lot of people look to. You got Anakin. I'll tell you what, Ahsoka is spectacular. We'll talk about Ahsoka all day. And I'd love to, but I, I just love, uh, we have that complete story of, of Luke and it's just a great example of, of a Jedi through different parts of his life, of, of their lives, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we were talking on the News and Cues show about that uh, 
uh, new book about the Skywalker family, and it'll be great to see all of those uh, points of Luke's life, uh, as well as all the other Skywalker characters uh, tied together. Uh, yeah, th- this is a weird question to ask of like Ken of, <laughs> of all you know the Force users. Uh, do you have a favorite? Like, yeah, a lot of our characters are uh, these Force users are favorites. Uh, you know, uh, I'm so excited that we're going to get more storytelling with Kenobi because I think uh, Obi Wan is not a perfect Jedi. I think he made a lot of mistakes, but I think he's a fascinating character who believed that the Jedi were generally on the right path and was really trying his best to just follow the path of the Jedi ran into some troubles and we're going to get to see how he uh how he uh deals with them um i think ray my mind just goes to ray because of uh her different kind of journey but by the end of it having that yellow blade and being this hope for the future and knowing that she can really help shape what how this the future of this idea evolves uh, th- those are the characters that popped in my mind uh, because of the the things I'm thinking about. I love everything you said about Luke, uh, including how much story there is left to tell about Luke Skywalker. Oh yeah. What I want to see more of in this faction, um, we'll see how uh, how Star Wars evolves. I would love at some point a big movie trilogy about the Jedi Sith Wars. I think sometimes when people are like you know, who are, who are more interested in other parts of Star Wars, totally understandable. We're like, yeah, we, we, we've seen Jedi and Sith. What, what's, do we need that? And for me, seeing the Sith as prevalent as the mm-hmm. Jedi and seeing them in this different light of not a hidden uh, force, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, everybody knows that there, there's a bunch of people marauding around the galaxy. Uh, yeah. There's, the murderous red ones who who will just come and take your planet. And then there's ones with the blue and green and sometimes purple, sometimes yellow, sometimes white blades and who, who show up and they try to help us, but our planet gets destroyed too. Like there's so much storytelling to me of like specifically the war mm-hmm. and knowing that that's, that they're fighting for the fate of the galaxy and who are those individual force users and, you know, how do they, uh, what is their individual philosophy and what are Sith like when they're not, the secret rule of two, but a bunch of them interacting that all that stuff's really interesting to me. Yeah. Cause going back to even some of the stuff we were talking about earlier about the people on the ground, the denizens of the galaxy, like when it, when it's, when the choices are very clear, you know, <laughs> it's not convoluted where Palpatine's a secret Sith and, and he's, you know, speaking some half truths or saying things that seem to you know, make logical sense. You know, when it's like boom and boom and you get it, you got to choose and, and how that affects the, 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 everyone in the galaxy. Right. Like, I think it would be that storytelling where, like, general people in the galaxy, like, well, some people with lightsabers are coming here. Would you rather the red or the other ones? Yeah. <laughs> I think they'd probably say, not the reds, not the reds, right. uh, not the red blades. Uh, so I'm very interested in that. Did you did you have any other thoughts on, like, other kinds of Force user stories we want to tell? I mean, we're getting High Republic right now, so we're getting yeah. a lot of that. Yeah, uh, in a way of uh, the, we get a, so much to be beginning of their lives uh and i talked about like porter engel you know he's 300 years old he's in the high republic for no no one uh for people that haven't read the books yet uh, the first book light of the jedi no spoilers he's 300 years or so old he's been around for bed he's kind of decided to stay in the fight he's not retiring uh i said he's a cook but he's picked up that that hobby but he's still out and about he's still on the frontier so we see a lot of padawans we see a lot of and we get i love to know more about the jedi trials and all that stuff but what what about those jedi that did decide to step down. Uh, a lot of them get apartments in, in uh, the temple or on Coruscant and just kind of 
um, finish out their days. I'm not saying I want a Jedi retirement home complex, <laughs> or but like, what does it feel to lose your place in the bigger story? But, but also as you start to accept the end and, and accept where you're, you're going, uh, you know, so we get a little glimpse of it with Yoda on Dagobah and Return of the Jedi to me. He knows it's the end and, and it's a big, powerful thing. And he just, it's, this is his time. He can't go uh, fight Vader with uh, Luke. It's on Luke and, and, and Yoda can only do what he can. So, you know, just kind of the, the end of the story. We see it with Luke too, obviously, as I, as I said uh, just a bit ago, but uh, just the, the rank and file Jedi, the ones who are like, what do I do now? Who am I without this great purpose? Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, and it made me remember also that there are lots of ways to look at the Force, lots of different kinds of Force users. Uh, I should mention the Night Sisters. I would love to see more yeah. about the Night Sisters. You know, there are those of us who uh, all seem to have at the same time some uh, energy, some mood that uh, the Leslie Headland show might be might feature night sister maybe it still will if it does if it doesn't i would still love to see some more storytelling around uh the night sisters yes uh 100 100 because uh this idea of uh in and around the force that's why i love Lor santeca and the church of the force and that's kind of or, or um you know shared mway and Bayes malbus uh the forces maxi big the force and a lot of people have different relationships with it yeah, exactly. Maxi Big. There we go. That's the title of uh, <laughs> a dictionary about the force. Uh, now we're going to move on to this uh, large grouping of factions. These are all actively involved in, in wars or military factions. These are some characters that you have really responded to in the past, Ken. So we're talking our rebel, imperial, resistance fighter, first order, uh, trooper, uh, separatist, clone, military leader, pilot, what are your favorites in there and how else do you want this group explored? Look, I definitely want my Imperial officer, uh, hour long drama, you know, of rising in the ranks of an evil empire. Um, but what I'm more intrigued uh, now is, is um, whether they be politicians, leaders, uh, military leaders, spiritual leaders within the rebel alliance. That's why I always say I'm fascinated by the, the, the rebellion against the empire. I love as they continue to unfold different ways to fight and uh, general, you know, uh, Draven, um, you know, let's just go ahead and kill Galen or so Mon Mothma who did it uh, as a Senator, but knew that that could no longer be the case. And she had to give that up and come out of uh, hiding, so to speak, and, and say, this is where we are. That great speech in, in star Wars rebels. And then the Sagarera of it all, mm. where it comes from a pretty darn understandable and good spot. And you could argue a lot of what he's doing is necessary. And you could argue that a lot of what he's doing is, is just, uh, uh, burning, burning down the house. And, uh, I, I think of, uh, Leia princess Valderon and, 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 uh, the ending of one of the characters there won't spoil it on the off chance. Some of you haven't read it. Uh, and, and what it, what it make, what it means. We, we hear a lot and you, you raise those great questions about Jedi and the powers and knowledge and defense. And when is it time to raise the blade and those big kind of big moral questions in star Wars, but I'm just fascinated by the rebel Alliance uh, and leading up to your guy. Uh, by that, I mean, the guy you just loathe, uh, uh, Norge Bell just saying, <laughs> what? there's no death star. Come on. Um, <laughs> and uh, our guy Radis, we both love. And a lot of people love of putting that flipper down saying it's time to fight. Like all those things. Um, fascinated by that and that's a great class for me in in terms of the wars militaries and and how do they go forward and i hope some of it's going to be explored and or we'll see we'll see we'll see but some other time maybe 
Yeah, yeah. I love what you're saying because I think a lot of these, there's definitely leaders in this group, but um, a lot of these people are um, characters who are just, they're down on the ground and the uh, choice of when to act and is this violence that I have to do justified by the larger cause is not a philosophical question to be debated in the Jedi Council. You know, they can't go off and hide on a secret planet that's <laughs> powerful with the Force, right? Yeah. They're down there and they have to decide right now. There's that great passage uh, in the novelization of uh, Rise of Skywalker where Leia is sort of thinking that maybe that's what makes her and Rey a little bit different is their lives have always been dominated by crisis and just being right there on the ground and having to decide, you know, inaction is not a choice. So it's just, you know, act, actions. Uh, what action are you going to take? I love that that perspective of storytelling that you're talking about. That'd be great. Um, I think from from this group of uh, the war and the military, I'm really excited about what's coming down the line because I think a lot of these kind of different perspectives uh, could be explored. Um, I don't know if this is the case, but with something like you know, Rangers of the New Republic, uh, that that's really going to include, I think, yeah. pilots and, and troopers in this very specific era uh, where, you know, the leaders are trying to demilitarize, but they still need a little something. Um, if all of that great storytelling uh, moves towards first or formation of the first order. I'm fascinated by that of different leaders with different perspectives, military leaders vying for control. Uh, Bad Batch is going to be yet another great look at clones and on the ground troopers. And, you know, does Bad Batch slide into being bounty hunters or what kind of label uh, are they going to put on then? And then, you know, Andor is great. Of course. Yes. We get to see him as a spy, but he is uh, a rebel trooper he's a fighter uh he was also a separatist right um we know from the novels and i think that that might be to me one of the in, in these big wars one of the least re represented factions mm. um that to me there's a yeah that there are separatists who had legitimate uh concerns about the republic maybe wanted to walk away and this is one of those times where we get to really uh thrill at padme being right of like okay let's ha sit down and have a conversation uh, with planets who have legitimate grievances and let's try to figure them out. But then you get the Sith, you get Dooku insidious using people like Andor and his parents to, right. you know, start this war. And so you can kind of look at the separatists and you, you see the actual military actions of them as shown to us in the clone wars of the horrible, vicious things that, uh, you know, uh, Newt Gunray or general Grievous uh, does. And they've, they've kind of manipulated people i think like andor and his family into doing it so we get a little of this with mina bonteri and lux bonteri but it'd be i'm really hoping there's some of that in andor of like here's what i thought i was fighting for you know right yeah oh yeah yeah that's a great we as you're talking about we always go to the, the you know the example of mina bonteri of someone you can really look up to and understand that as a separatist uh, you know but but it all not not for not, but just like it all spirals down to something she just wasn't aware of uh, the machinations of this evil lord and and to how it is Cassie and Andor raised as a separatist doesn't trust Jedi reconcile that that angle that's great I love that take yeah and how, how he sees the history of the galaxy so I'm really excited that we're gonna get in obviously with pirate pilots Rogue Squadron like you know sure. the next Star Wars movie that that's a pretty big highlight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pilots, pilots are going to have your day here. Yeah, 
Yeah, and honestly, playing Battlefront 2 uh, gave me more love and respect for troopers of every kind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we go now to the dark underbelly of the galaxy. A One of the factions that we haven't talked about as much, you know, we got our crime lords uh, like Jabba or Dryden Voss or Maul for a while. And then, of course, uh, bounty hunters, smugglers, scoundrels. Maybe not fair to lump yeah. scoundrels in, but yeah. Yeah. so yeah. what are your favorites here and what else do you want to see explored in this general subsection of Star Wars characters? Yeah. Hey, look, obviously I've said a lot about the scoundrels and look, they don't want to be tossed into that, but they're they're hanging out in those bars. So be careful. <laughs> all right. Who are your friend? Who are your friends? Look around you. Who are your friends? I do enjoy the uh the crime lord angle. Um Jabba that uh, you know the Guillermo del Toro story. Uh, he wanted to write the Godfather like Rise of Jabba or whatever. Like that, that that's cool. And I'm fascinated by uh, Dryden Voss a bit. I, I think Dryden's a, an underrated character, but I, I know he has his fans of just like who is he and why does he enjoy uh, you know snacks so much while also <laughs> um, what he's collecting and who he serves and and even his appearance in, in Clone Wars season seven got me just excited. Like a lot of people, like oh look at this Dryden, uh, but just Crime Lords overall. Uh, which is weird because I'm not like, I know Shadows of the Empire touches upon a lot and and um, all those kind of things uh, uh, are out there. But but I just had yeah, to see it dealt with, um, again, in, with the backdrop being the rebellion or the empire and the, the oppression of the empire and how it works and how they grow. But also that they're there for a long time. The huts, as we hear in High Republic, the huts are very, very present, uh, not yet in the story, but just like everyone's aware of the huts and the cartels. So I'm fascinated by that. Yeah, we get to see uh, see him a little bit uh, in the Clone Wars as well. Yeah, there's something about the, I don't need it to be Jabba, but there's something about the Godfather that, that Star Wars is so good at pulling in different genres of all kinds and still making them Star Wars. There's something about that essential Godfather story of like, this is my business and I know that it's a, it's not a pretty business, and but I've also got my family, and I try to kind of keep my family out of it. No, no, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. That story through the Star Wars filter in some way, I would love that. Yeah. Um, I think for me, the, the biggest thing here is, uh, yeah, I, I still want to see the Kira versus Maul, uh, what happens next with Crimson Dawn. Maul is such a fascinating character to end up, uh, think to start out thinking he's going to be, you know, a part of the Sith takeover of the galaxy, and now he's just, you know, running spice <laughs> for profit uh, he, he's yeah quietly planning revenge so he doesn't get smacked down again uh and the is just such a great character who who also defies some of these things uh and fits into lots of different um i guess you know uh assassin could have been yet another faction i, I don't know if gear is an actual assassin but uh she she does what she needs to do yeah yeah, so I I still out of uh, Enfys Nest is up there for sure, absolutely tying that in her story into the story of the rebellion. But you know what happens next with Kieran Maul is one of my uh, Star Wars stories that I'm most excited for that really fits into this category. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, droid. We've barely talked about droids, and they're so important. Uh, you know, obviously droids can be many things. They're their own faction because they're, you know, droids, a whole different kind of being in the Star Wars galaxy. But we've also seen droids that are uh, bounty hunters, uh, certainly skilled workers, uh, pilots, troopers, uh, crime lords, droid Gatra, lots of other different uh, identities for droids. What other overlaps do you want to see? How do you think like the story of droids can be pushed forward in, in the galaxy? 
Right. We got that Disney plus movie coming to um, look, I, I have to admit, you know, I've, I've admitted it before. I'm not going to deny my sins. People have, I'm a little like Obi-Wan. I, I don't treat droids that well. Sometimes I <laughs> look like I'm trying to work on it and grow as a, as a star Wars fan. And I love three PO BB eight R two chopper. I came to love him when I, I didn't necessarily like him at first. So I'm all for it. And I like L three, by the way, let's not forget L three who would be in my face going. Yeah. You treated me and my droids bad, and I don't like you. Uh, change your ways. So uh, I would love to see, uh, in, in a, I'd love to see them uh, have uh, a sense of, uh, I guess, agency, uh, responsibility, decision making abilities on on the good side more than the separatists. A lot of droids in command over there, but you know what I mean. Like uh, uh, the resistance and the rebellion. Um, uh, does can a droid become a general? Uh, and, and they got personality, no doubt about that. So I'd love to see maybe that kind of happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess we do also have 3PO as a leader of aspiring the way that, uh, gets, uh, enhanced in the Poe Dameron comic and other places that he's got his network of droid spies. It's such a great twist, uh, and story for 3PO. Yeah. I think I'm with you. I love what they, what they did with, uh, with L3, you know, definitely some discussions to be had there about, uh, how her, uh, story was resolved. We've we've had those discussions other times, and we'll have them again other places. But acknowledging that there's a there is that discussion to be had there, I would I'd love to see if it's a comic book, if it is a Disney Plus show. Uh, I would love the challenge of a droid as the main character. Period. Mm. It's not a story from the droid's perspective as they witnessed great events of the galaxy and and did things. It's not the R2 story where he's kind of secretly the hero, you know, where you trace like, oh, wow, the galaxy would have fallen apart without R2-D2 specifically. Mm -hmm. um, but just no no bones about it, main character. And, mm -hmm. you know, what what is it they're trying to do? You know, um, I, I I really like some of the storytelling that happens with droids that their programming evolves and they become different from where they started. You know, we've, it's been approached a lot in books and comics of um, you can, and in Mandalorian, I guess, that you can program them and you can add personality patches and they can head in specific ways, but sometimes they just develop on their own or they start with a certain personality set from the factory. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff to be explored there of, you know, if a droid developed, a personality l3 has this of like no i'm you're going to respect me and i'm i'm mm -hmm. leading the fight for for droids being respected so so we do have a little bit of in l3 story yeah but i'd be fascinated by a droid who just like you know i'm i'm obsessed with being a uh, a hunter of artifacts like a, a droid who wants to be you know uh, an archaeologist hey there we go there's another faction i forgot um <laughs> half the fans <laughs> are screaming at us Ah, sorry. Uh, took an hour into it to acknowledge Afra and, and maybe Lor Santeca. Yeah, yeah. Afra's also a scoundrel too. Let's not. Oh, absolutely. She is a charmer uh, that you got to watch watch out for. But yeah, I think just like a, a droid who truly wants something because they feel compelled by it. They feel yeah. drawn to something. You know. Yeah, I, same. I think same vein. A little bit of you know, the military in the rebellion, a military leader or, or resistance or whatever. Just like uh, you know, hey, I got I got some uh, metal skin in this game, and I want some out. I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for more. But uh, what you're saying, I love I love a droid like a protocol droid that's like, you know, uh, very knowledgeable about history of the galaxy, and is like, no one seems to be paying attention to me. I'm going to go collect relics and make everyone pay attention to me. 
Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, I don't know if this would be like a whole show, uh, but, you know, I'd love to see, you know, a, a droid uh, politician who's like, what? I, you know, I ran for office on this planet. I'm the best representative in the Senate. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I could I could dig that. I could dig yeah. that. Yeah, a lot to be explored. I, I mean, I think that there is such a wonderful grand tradition of droids as odd quirky sidekicks, best friends, hidden asset that doesn't uh, get valued as much as they should. But I'd love to just see that get uh, turned on its head a little bit. Yeah. Good call. Scavenger. Uh, So this is one that really popped to me in The Force Awakens. Uh, This is one of the reasons that, uh, honestly, for years I've been going like, we should should talk about this idea of factions and labels. Uh, In Force Awakens, uh, Rey really gets labeled as a scavenger is though that is a title for a kind of person across the galaxy. It's not like they're reaching for like, how to describe what you've been. It's like people know what that is, right? Uh, <laughs> and it gets said to her, uh, you know, multiple times in a sort of, um, we want to put you in your place because it's an unimportant thing to be is a scavenger. Um, what is interesting to you about this idea of a, of a scavenger as a label, as a faction, who belongs in it? What are all your thoughts? Well, it's so, and some might, uh, some scavengers might be like, yeah, no, that's what I'm scavenger. I'm damn good at, it, and I do to do it to survive. And and they're going, they're going to try to own the narrative on that title. But I definitely, as it's presented, so glad you brought it up because it is so prevalent in Force Awakens, right? It is so, and then it comes, you know, back in uh, Rise of Skywalker about Ray's past all stuff. But yeah, it's because uh, it's finger in the face, like scavenger, scavenger. Yeah. Um, and I take it as a, it's just like it's just a little bit of classism, a little bit, maybe a lot of it, classism of just. Uh, Oh, oh, you're just you're someone that has to scrape by to survive because the state of the the galaxy and New Republic ain't perfect, and First Order's trying to change change that with lies and everything. Like, and that's what you are. You're out there in the desert. You're a rat cleaning, gathering metal just for food. You scavenger scum. And it's like, uh, no, that's that ain't fair and that ain't right. And take a look, good good picture. And and uh, and for Ray to come from that, and a lot of people just uh, not even come from it that they're all you know. Jedi at heart, but just like just to survive in the galaxy and examine what it is. Uh, uh, and we look at Jawas or their scavengers, right? And, right. And, and very much looked down to down upon, very much looked down, down upon by a lot of our characters in Star Wars. So uh, yeah, let's dive into that. The, uh, the uh, socioeconomical uh, conversation around scavengers in, Jedi, in Star Wars. Yeah, no, I mean, that is really what it is. Like Jawas, you know, there's a lot going on there. I really yeah. like Mandalorian really showing that like, yeah, no, this is, they have a culture and, and yeah. they have a community and they like uh, specific treats and they hang out uh, on their patio on top of the sand crawlers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but they're, but they're scavengers. Uh, and you get the sense that maybe that's, you know, that's, that's their way of being and they are happy with it. But then, yeah, on the Ray side of it, for me, it is, you know, I know, I know not everybody wants to look at the star Wars that way, but it is entirely commentary about the socio-political situation of the galaxy of Mm -hmm. people, you know, Ray ends up on this planet with nothing Mm -hmm. and, you, she kind of stays there because she hopes her parents might come back. But, you know, in the stories we have, she gets limited opportunity to even attempt to get off. And this is what she has to do to survive. Uh, and to me, it's like, yeah, no, it's it's sad that there are people in the galaxy that have to, you know, 
live like Ray's living, you know, fighting for every little thing. And, and people judge her for it. Like she made this less than life choice, right? You know, instead of, hey, maybe uh, maybe somebody uh, should have got out there to uh, Jakku and <laughs> busted up Onkar Plot's, you know, uh, operation, which was, you know, clearly generating a difficult way to live. Look, yeah, even even Han. I love I love my man Han. I love my boy Han. But uh, Jakku, Jakku, that junkyard, you know, <laughs> site of a major battle, and everyone's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, even even Luke. There's so much judgment. Yeah, no, that is nowhere. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and and like, come on, Luke. Look where you live. Yeah, yeah. No. There's a Sith observatory there, Luke. <laughs> yeah, 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 the Sith observatory. Yeah, come on. Come on, come on. Lord Santec is hanging his hat there. It's not, it's not nowhere. Uh, yeah, I just, I love that. And it's also just, for me, it's excited me of like, oh yeah, there's so much still to be discovered about uh, the galaxy of Star Wars and so many great, uh, you know, stories to be told when there's something like scavengers can suddenly go from just like, yeah, no, we knew, we saw the Jawas scavenge, so I guess that, but that's like a real, you know, label and, and all the storytelling possibilities there. And I love that it comes back that Palpatine's like, I take it all back, you're a scavenger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right at the end and uh, trying to bring her down. It doesn't work. Uh, we got our final big grab bag of factions, uh, maybe a, a, a wide variety. We got mm-hmm. politician, skilled worker, pod racer, bartender, day drinker, entertainer, <laughs> uh, all sorts of stuff in there. Uh, slicer. Oh, I should have put <laughs> Slicer in there, too. Um, where does your mind go with this collection? Who are your favorites and, and what more do you want to see? I mean, I this this is a big grab bag to go from politician to daydreamer. Yeah, you, yeah, daydream believer and a homecoming queen. It's all here in this list. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I love uh, for the pod racers. Uh, give me that video game one day, one day. Uh, you know, uh, the bartender one. Uh, the Dexter, I'm obsessed, obsessed with Dexter, man. Dexter Jetster's got a story to tell. He's got 50 stories to tell. And he'll tell oh, you 49 yeah. of them. If you, all you have to do is ask. Sometimes you don't even have to ask. I'll probably tell you. I bet he's that guy too. Uh, yeah, there's all that there. So I'd love to see more of that. The, the politician stuff. I, I think we spent a lot of time with, with polit, uh, politicians in Star Wars, in uh, Clone Wars and stuff like that. But exploring more of that is interesting to me too, which is why I'm really interested. I hope that that part of the High Republic story continues to grow. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Chancellor So and, and just what uh, what they're trying to do. I'm fascinated by that part of that story more than, in addition to the stuff with the Jedi and the Nile and everything there. So, but yeah, but give me, um, give me a bartender book. Oh yeah. Oh man, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, I would love that. Um, I'm, I just really want more political stories in Star Wars, the books and uh, have dived into it a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, certainly, um, the Padme books because yeah. we're spending time with her is, is queen and Senator uh, that we're diving in there. But I would love that in some more uh, screen stories. Uh, obviously that's been one for years. One of the great debates about the prequels of, you know, are the politics interesting or are they boring? Uh, I am on the interesting side. I'm on team interesting. Um, so I have really high hopes for uh, Mon Mothma in, uh, in the Andor series. You know, Ooh. she's obviously at that point she is, uh, more uh well i guess she would still depending on the timing you might still be in the senate right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah because yeah, we don't know exactly i don't remember exactly when andor said anyway uh to politician military leader kind of some of both at the same time uh mm-hmm. bail also i'm really interested 
and spending some time with those characters there. And of course, you know, Lilo Primak. I want to spend some more time, even yeah. if it's in the book. If it's a little golden book, I don't care. Uh, I, I want to see more of Lilo Primak, that weirdo floating around, singing songs, acting yeah. in a big suit. Great. Oh, yeah. Um, I would be really interested for a video game or maybe even a Disney Plus show for some of these just really different kinds of careers. The stuff that gets briefly seen on screen but gets expanded in books i would love a putting together a gang for a mission of like you know okay in order to do this we need a politician uh we need a famous pod racer uh we need an actor uh and we need uh this day drinker who's a washed up slicer you know and we're gonna rob all of the the uh, casinos on Kantaka. you know <laughs> it doesn't need to necessarily be that but you yeah. know Something where like all these people have really different life perspectives, really different skills. Yeah, we need it. We need Will Rowe Hood. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and let's let's bring them together. Might be a fun way to kind of keep the action and the tension of Star Wars, but celebrate you know yeah, yeah. on screen in a big way. It, it is a little bit what happened with Queel of like, look, mm-hmm. Ugnats aren't boring just because they're like skilled workers. They're not boring, uh, and to do that with a bunch of different uh, of kind of characters star wars characters who have a little bit more real world jobs uh that would be really cool to see i say yeah you, uh, uh give me oceans 11 on uh cantonica canto bite uh post haste uh in, in disney plus but i've heard when you start talking i went with a different direction um uh on the disney plus app they got a lot of those like day and i figure what's called like day at disney or in there you know whatever and it goes around and follows like pl- employees uh, the park or this and that. Like I'd love that with Star Wars. A day in Star Wars. Bartenders. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Let's do this realistic documentary style program uh, uh about it. It'd be kind of fun, slightly tongue in cheek, but I think insightful is into the Star yeah. Wars story. I absolutely think that General Hux was making someone in the first order do propaganda videos about the construction of Starkiller Base. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that exists. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that right. would be fun and weird to see. And then, and then this is how we get our official like live action OP. because I know the design was based off uh, what something Force Awakens, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like to get OP, but like uh, just uh, we're spending a day with OP, the head janitor on the Colossus. I'd love that. Please, please. This whole episode, really, you know, I said I was going to talk about Embo. Didn't get a ton of time, but uh, we've had multiple mentions of Opeepit, one of the best Star Wars characters, I think. <laughs> Are there any other uh, specific factions uh, or kinds of characters that we haven't discussed that you wanted to? I mean, it's funny you me- you mentioned missing archaeologists, and I missed saying that earlier, because I, I, I do love Afra and I love the potential. Lor Santeca and the same kind of vain adventurer collector. You mentioned it too with a droid going around. Uh, that is something fun because I think it's a fun way to tell Star Wars history as well. And uh, the Afra comic, uh, I haven't, the, the, the current one I have, I'm, I'm way behind on, but the other one too, it, it touched into that at times. Wacky, crazy adventure. Afra's uh, just a whirlwind of of story and drama and emotion, but there's along the way, there's some just cool, like going through the galaxy and looking back at the past with it. Uh, and, uh, you know, look, I'm, I'm an Indiana Jones fan. So if you want to put that more in star Wars, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think going through this whole list and discussing it with you is just a huge reminder that we've got a lot of different stories diving into some of these different characters in books and comics. Uh, but it'd be great to see them featured more on screen. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, 
I also wanted to ask you, now that we've had a chance to really talk about it, dig into it, what do you think is important in the story of Star Wars that we do get to see characters who defy categorization? I mean, some of them are just like, yeah, no, Luke Skywalker, he's a main character. He does all these things. Uh, Leia does all these things. Hans change from a scoundrel to, uh, you know, rebel uh, hero of the rebellion. That That's his journey. Other characters like Asajj get sort of dislodged from one identity who has to find uh, another. So we've definitely got some storytelling about the characters who defy categorization. What is important to you about telling that story in Star Wars? I, I think in one, the Star Wars is about finding your place. So that might be a, something that leads to a title, but you are way more than that title. And also uh, what you become in that category can be lost or it can be changed if you've gone uh, down the wrong path. And that's all part of the big Star Wars pictured. So own who you are a little bit. I'm kind of a Tyrion Lannister fan too of, hey, wear, wear what you are on your sleeve and no one can use it against you. But I also think that you're not defined by that. And that's part of uh, Luke staring out into the twin sons is uh, he he maybe should have been more present as a moisture farmer, but also uh, he wanted to be something, uh, a hero. And he got to go be both and learn what uh, that uh, second one really truly meant. And he had his views changed on it and grew within that title. So that's part of the Star Wars story. Yeah, I think that is well said. I don't think we've said well said this uh, episode yet, so I'll say it to you. Well said. I I do think characters define categorization or sometimes really owning. No, this is who I am. This is who I wanted to be. I think looking at these factions or labels, it's clear that Star Wars um, makes an argument for complexity, that nobody is just one thing, uh, that... People contain multitudes. They can be different things depending on uh, who, who they choose to be. Um, so on one hand, it's like, oh, it really is a celebration of nobody is just one thing. But then there is also this emphasis in Star Wars of choice. You know, you're talking about Luke uh, looking out at the twin sons and not wanting to be a moisture farmer, uh, you know, like his uh, aunt and uncle uh, and wanting to be something else. You know, there's so much in Star Wars that is about choice. And I think like with Jedi characters across the era, Jedi is not just a label. Other people might shout, oh, it's a Jedi, and they have their uh, bias or, or assumptions based on, on what they think a Jedi is, and Jedi encounter that a lot. But for a Jedi to choose to be a Jedi, that's a label that they choose. That's an identity they choose. But then within that, I think, you know, a, a conversation with the Jedi would be like, no, I, I, I chose that. I am a Jedi, but I am also all these other things. So for me, I just I come back to the words the complexity and choice and two real important ideas in star Wars. Love it. Final question for you, Ken, uh, is something that could either be, uh, a fun, wacky comedy question or a, uh, a frighteningly deep question. You get to decide. <laughs> what do you think your factions are in the real world? Uh, for you, Ken Nabsock, what labels do you think of to define yourself? Uh, so, I, uh, comedian, uh, broadcaster, podcaster. Um, um, but the one that gets assigned to me the most, and I try to fight against it, but it might be more true, is grumpy. So <laughs> you're a grumpy. I love that that's a, yeah, just a noun. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I am a grump. Uh, so yeah, that's that. Uh, and, 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 um, and, and, and it's all, True, but it, it, it is similar to the Star Wars story. This is where I laugh. It could get deeper. Is I some some of them 
some boxes I'm put into. I, I don't necessarily want to, I'm proud to be a part of, but don't want to be a part of because it can lead other people to have some thoughts about even me and I could have them about other people. And that's kind of the thing we all, all have to fight against and, and fight uh, against with even within ourselves in life uh, labels, uh, stereotypes. It's easy to just uh, slap those on anybody and hold them too. So like, even when I say, I remember when I started doing uh, sketch uh, comedy, it was like, oh, I might want to do stand up, And I was like, Oh, people just were like, Oh, stand-ups. No. <laughs> and then I get over to, you know, stand up, and, and I was like, oh, I came from sketch comedy. Oh, little crazy make them up sketch comics. Like even on that level, labels can have negative connotations be used against you or be who you are. And you got to discover who you are underneath the, all those labels. Yeah, that is, that is great. You are, you are speaking my life experience with yes. that. Oh, oh, improv. Oh yeah. Cool. Long form or short form. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, you're so right. There's so many times I got talked down to cause I was like, well, I just, you know, short form. Oh, so you don't really do it. <laughs> you don't do real improv. <laughs> you just do jokes. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's been a fascinating thing. Strangely that I've seen, uh, many, many humans connected by their ability to, uh, subdivide <laughs> yes, yes. even within, yeah, this is a, just such a fascinating question to me. Cause like I was saying at the top, my personal belief is kind of, you know, you can look at a term like personal branding and it can be like, ugh, gross yeah. because it, it, it feels like personal branding suggests you're trying to sort of manufacture like a, a way to see yourself. But I think the truth of humanity is just like, we do need like one simple idea, like, like to hold on to, right. Um, mm-hmm. And to communicate quickly at the beginning of a relationship to people, who am I, you know, right, and you right. see somebody, you know, tweet something funny on, st- on Twitter and you're like, Hey, that was actually joyful or fun or insightful. Do I want to follow them? Who are they? What do they do? What what kind of worlds are they a part of? You know, it's not always a bad thing. But then I think from the kind of the perspectives of our, of our souls, where we can contain multitudes, it can feel limiting. And I've wrestled with that, you know, my entire career of trying to, as I did different things, like just even for bios, like, what do I want to put in there? How do I want to boil it down to just communicate at that just base level at the beginning of a relationship? Um you know, with somebody I'm going to work with or, or with somebody who's maybe going to support uh, anything I do, like, who am I, you know, and that's okay. just such a hard, uh, hard decision, you know, and I mostly go with uh, writer and comedian because I was trying to come up with like the biggest umbrellas that everything I care about can be contained under because I got to that point of like, oh, well, I'm an actor, but I also do uh, voice work. I did children's actor. I also did some Shakespeare. Well, I, I'm a I director. I actually also do some graphic design. I used to play the drums, like just like that's too much information. That's not yeah. what people need or want. So like mm-hmm. writer, comedian, podcaster, artsy guy, you know, <laughs> uh, and it's funny, even with that, you no matter no matter what you do, I, I think a part of reality is people will reflect back their way of trying to understand who you are. I remember I was talking to um, an in-law on, you know, obviously a a relative of my wife, a great guy, always been super kind to me, uh, was last time I was able to visit uh, Minnesota was asking me, you know, what I was doing in Hollywood. And I was kind of breaking down about like, oh, well, I'm, you know, uh, pitching these things and then, you know, doing this and talking to this person. And he's like, you know what you are? You're a hunter and gatherer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that, he, you know, that was the way that he could 
process it and be like, oh, you don't have one job. It's like yeah. you kind of have jobs, but you're kind of always out there trying to get other jobs. You're a hunter-gatherer. <laughs> like, I would never put that as my own Twitter bio, but I could see how it made sense to him <laughs> from him, his perspective of looking at me. I love that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to change my LinkedIn profile uh, one of these days to hunter and gatherer. See what I get out of that. Uh, any final thoughts on this uh, big topic of uh, factions and character types in the Star Wars galaxy? Uh, always so fun to dive into something you, you think's just on the surface of things and there's so much behind it, but also so much fun in discussing it. And I love taking the Star Wars discussion back to those playgrounds of my youth. This used to be my playground. Uh, run around picking a faction to tell your own Star Wars story. Great stuff. That is a great way to end it with some songs on the playground. So, Ken, do you want to let people know where they can find us? Absolutely do. We're on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We are on Instagram and YouTube as well. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. Podcasts available on a lot of spots, including Anchor, iHeartRadio, I Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center patreon.com slash force center is where you can support us directly. Uh, you can also follow me at Kednapsock. Go to my website, kednapsock.com for information on all the things I'm doing. Also over at the good people association at the GPA.fund. Joseph. Yeah. You can follow me, uh, Twitter and Instagram for all sorts of comedy adventures. And also my website, josephscrimshot.com has links to comedy albums, uh, plays, all sorts of things I've done in my life and career. And there's ticket link to an online show I'm doing soon on Valentine's day with my friends, the great music comedy duo, the double click. So you can check that out there for now for myself, for Ken, and most importantly for O'Peepit, this has been for center.